Today on the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're talking a little constant improvement. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host. Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. That is available right over there at marketingmusician.com. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, my email is dave at marketingmusician.com. You can use the voicemail button out at the website or call in your comments. Toll free, it's 888-563-3228 or leave a comment out at our website, which of course is marketingmusician.com. And uh, it's been a while since we had an episode. I went to uh, Blog World, was a speaker there on podcasting. If uh, you're new to podcasting, check out my website, schoolofpodcasting.com. We'll teach you how to start a podcast, which is not a bad idea. In terms of marketing your band, you can give people behind the scenes, especially maybe if you're working on an album, it would be a great time to launch a podcast. And uh, I uh, today I'm interviewing Brian Thompson of Thorny Bleeder and... I was interviewing him for my podcast, The Power of Podcasting, and I am well aware of his Music Biz Weekly podcast that he does with Michael Brandvold of Michael Brandvold Marketing, and he also does the Rockstar Branding podcast with Steve Jones and Michael Brandvold, and I just came became aware of his DIY Daily podcast. That means he does a podcast every day, and uh, what you're going to hear today in this interview is what I'm going to call journalistic jazz. You see, I originally thought, I, I told him, I said, well, hey, while well, I've got you on Skype, can I record an interview? Let's just throw some stuff out for the Marking Musician podcast. And he's like, hey, great. Super nice guy, by the way. And I really originally thought that uh, we would just start talking about things that musicians do that they shouldn't be doing or, you know, kind of the typical stuff. But when I heard him start talking about self-improvement, it really struck a chord with me. That's something that I've always strived for. Always, It's the teacher in me. I, I mean, that's my day gig right now is I'm a technical trainer. I've been basically a teacher in the corporate world for over 20 years. And uh, so when he started talking about constant improvement, from there I just listened and we just had fun with the conversation. Now, I, I do a podcast, another podcast, in addition to this one, about weight loss, which is hilarious because I'm not losing any weight. But uh, one of the things I always tell people is to ask themselves, is what I'm about to do going to help my weight loss efforts? You know, if you're, if you're staring at the Twinkie, right? If you're staring at the ice cream, is this going to help me achieve my weight loss goals, right? And if it's not, and this is hard to grasp, don't do it. If it is, then definitely do it. And Brian loves to explain to people that having a high score on your favorite Xbox game is not going to help you sell more music or get more fans, which is really what we're all about here. And it's interesting because we do, we spend hours working on our music chops, getting that lick just right. And and once that's done, that's fine. I mean, we always, again, constant improvement on our instrument. But in reality, we need marketing, we need customer service, 
And we need other skills besides just being able to play. I mean, we all probably know somebody who's just this talented, phenomenal musician, and they're just not getting anywhere because they don't have the skills. Now, a couple things I want to point out before I hit play on this interview. Number one, not exactly uh, work safe. That's all I'm going to say on that. That's just the way, you know, I edited out some. I was like, ah, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> all right. So if you're offended by F-bombs and things like that, then don't listen. Uh, if you're looking, speaking of marketing material, the uh, we've had uh, Bob Baker on the show back when it was the Musician's Cooler. Uh, Bob is the what I call the godfather of music marketing. And he teamed up with uh, Brian to c- put together a uh, – a package called the DIY Marketing for the Series Musician. I'll have a link to this out at our website at marketingmusician.com. And it's something ridiculous. It's like less than 20 bucks. And it's got all sorts of info in it. So if you're looking for a place to start when it comes to, well, okay, I need to learn marketing, this is a great place to start. So you can find that out at the website again, marketingmusician.com. And again, the name of this particular episode is called Constant Improvements. If you just do a search for that, uh, you will find it. And with that, I, uh, in the immortal words of, uh, what was Rob Reiner's character in Spinal Tap? Uh, enough of my yapping. Uh, here's my interview with Brian Thompson of Thorny Bleeder. All right. Well, joining me from Canada, you probably, hopefully, have listened to either one of his podcasts. It's uh, Brian Thompson from thornybleeder.com. Brian, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, David. Thanks for having me. And uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast for those who shame on you aren't, if you aren't listening to these because these are really good podcasts. Cool, Matt. Well, I've actually I've got three podcasts, and one is called the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, which hopefully you've heard of. It's with myself and uh, co-host Michael Brandvold from Michael Brandvold Marketing. He's down in San Francisco, and uh, we recently published our sixty-second episodes. We've been going just over a year now. We've had a ton of amazing guests from. Oh, shit. We've had Ian Rogers from Topspin a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, um, Terry McBride, the CEO from Network Records. We've had Jordan Rudess from Dream Theater. We've had Alan Cross, who is a radio legend here in Canada. We've had – who else have we had? We had Kurt Smith from Tears for Fears. We've had Bob Kramer, CEO from Nimbit. We've had Mike McCready, CEO from Music X-Ray. Oh, man. who else? We've had um, the co-writer from Heart, Sue Ennis, who's sold millions of albums. Oh, I'm, I'm missing lots. But we, I've, we've had some amazing guests. So anyway, so we do that every Friday. That's the Music Biz Weekly. And that's uh, – you know, it's, it's a wide – variety of topics but essentially it's always usually about artist development music marketing and social media with a little bit of uh touching into some of the the more nerdy things like you know our latest apps for our iphone that musicians might uh find useful um then on top of that i have the rockstar branding podcast which is a 10 to 15 minute episode every wednesday with myself michael brandvold and steve jones who is the author of brand like a rockstar which is a fantastic book i recommend to everyone and that podcast is strictly about branding so it's uh it's very focused just on branding not even marketing so much just branding 
And then I have my own podcast, which is a solo thing I do, which I do every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it's called the DIY Daily. And that is, uh, as as you mentioned uh, earlier before uh, on another podcast, it's uh, much more cerebral. And it dives into uh, a lot of, I guess, kind of self-helpy kind of stuff, things to, to help you overcome what really might be standing in, a, in your way to getting what you want out of your music career, which is the bullshit inside your own head. Absolutely. So that's a lot of what that podcast is. So that's why I say uh, it's not necessarily talking about the music industry, but I talk about personal development in a rock and roll way that hopefully people uh, can find um, useful and not uh, flaky because I think it's a topic that a lot of people, when they hear personal development or self-improvement, they're just like, ah, and they run away thinking it's all just fluffy and, and new agey and, and too zenny. And, uh, and I try to tear those barriers down and realize that actually it, it is kind of cool to want to make yourself better. <laughs> well, that – and I forget what the statistics are, but it's something ridiculous like – what percentage of your thoughts on a daily basis are negative? It's, yeah, it's, well, it's way it's, up there. It's huge, and um, and the thing is, uh, and this is a lot of what I talk about, is that you don't even realize that they're negative because it's your subconscious. So, and that's a lot of what I talk about is trying to um, help people realize to be conscious of your subconscious. So a lot of times you you find yourself talking negatively, not only maybe about somebody else, but about your own self. It's like, oh, you, no, you can't book your own tour. No, we need to get an agent. You, No, it's too hard, man. It's too hard. You know, all that shit. It's like, no, it's not. Just do it. Just do it. Well, And, and of course, who, who perpetuates that, that message is always the agents, the bookers. <laughs> You know, I just read a book about it. It was called uh, Write the Effing Book Already, and it talked about how the publishing industry wants to tell you, oh, no, you need a publisher, and you need this, and you need – because they don't want people to self-publish because you can really easy now. Yeah, totally, and that also reminds me of, oh, hey, another guest that we had on the Music Biz Weekly was Martin. Um, Martin Atkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he famously has a, a phrase that is "get the fuck out of bed" <laughs> or "wake the fuck up" or something like that. Yeah, and a lot of things that I say when I'm you know when I'm out speaking and whatnot is uh, you know put the fucking Xbox down. <laughs> you know, really, if you yeah. you say that you don't have time to tweet, you say that you don't have time to update your Facebook, you say that you don't have time to make a YouTube video. Well, put your fucking Xbox down, guys. Right, but you can up, give me a great update on the Kardashians while you're at it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of it is, um, with again, back to the DIY Daily, a lot of it is uh, just trying to inspire and motivate people to just get going, just do something, just take little steps each and every day and don't let that, that uh, negative self-talk in the back of your head um, limit your full potential. Well, let's talk about a little bit about your background. How did you get involved in the music business? Well, I've, uh, I mean, I've been um, actually in the business for 20 years now. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. Um, I, music has been my life ever since I can remember. Um, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 10 and, you know, had, was in some punk bands and some metal bands. And then at, uh, at the age of 20, I uh, started working for a, um, a chain of record stores that I just loved. I, I just loved it. It was amazing. This is, you know, back in the heyday when music retail, that's all there was. And right. 
you know, music blogs didn't exist, so the local scene would come to me to, you know, what's new this week, Brian? And it was it was rad. I loved it. Um, but I loved it so much that I stuck with the chain and I kept on kind of, you know, moving up the corporate ladder. And next thing you know, um, I was the head purchaser for the entire chain of 22 stores across Canada. Wow. And I was in charge of all the marketing for the music and movies division. I was doing all the advertising. I was doing all of the, the purchasing. I had a staff. It was great. Um, until... You know, the whole industry came crashing down and the entire chain went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after that, um, I, uh, I left that, uh, that, that company in 2006 and almost immediately thereafter, uh, my best friends had just finished, uh, literally had just finished recording their new album, their debut album. Um, but they had no idea how to release it or what to do to promote it. They had no managers or nothing, but they had nothing but crazy energy and potential and passion. And I was right there with them. I'm like, you know what? I want to help you guys. So we formed Thorny Bleeder Records and I spent um, the next three years managing them, tour managing them all over the world, um, doing their marketing, you know, like just kind of being their guy. It was them and me. Um, and that band was Art of Dying. Wow. Who, uh, are now signed to, uh, to Warner. They released their, their major label debut last year on Warner. Um, they've toured with Disturbed like three or four times. Um, they just got off the road. They spent all of 2011 on the road with um, Seether and Three Days Grace and Theory of a Dead Man. So they're they doing great. They had a song on the Transformers 3 soundtrack. Um, and they're getting ready to do all the festivals this year. So anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, so after spending three years almost exclusively just with them and uh, when they got signed to, to Warner, that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to start developing the rest of our roster. Apparently. So I, so I, I started uh, signing some other bands to the label, and then I started managing other bands, and then slowly it just kind of I realized that all of almost all of the acts as uh, as amazing as they were and as great as their music and and everything was, they weren't really able to to do what I was hoping they would do um, because of a lot of self limiting factors which I've described. Mm-hmm. Um, which also kind of led me to why I wanted to do what I'm doing with um, the DIY Daily. And that's why I also why I wanted to start focusing my blog more on really helping musicians rather than just promoting. Because initially when I started Thorny Bleeder, it was simply to promote the bands I was working with. Right. And what I found there was when, if I was just Brian from Thorny Bleeder promoting every day the same five bands – well, guess what? My message becomes really fucking tired really quick. If I'm all I'm doing is every day talking about the same five or ten bands. Right. Then all of a sudden no one was listening to me. Right. So it's like, okay. So I, I discovered that the way for my voice to be heard was to not talk about any bands. Because then, then I wasn't seen as a spammer or an advertiser. I was just a friend of music. And my voice was almost immediately. My voice was becoming much more. Uh, uh, people were listening to to opinions and stuff that I had because I was sharing the same ideas, but I wasn't um, attaching a band's name to it. Um, so then I just re- I, I just 
committed myself to uh, to focusing on that, and uh, so now, at, actually, as as we sit right now, I'm not even managing anybody at the moment, um, and not planning on releasing any new records from anybody. I'm just focusing on 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 podcasting and blogging and on my uh, on freelancing for consulting, which is the bulk of what I do now is um, doing uh, freelance consulting for music and marketing and branding. Very cool. See, that to me has always been. My thought is is so many times we want to lead with our our product or our service, and we kind of get that backwards. And then hopefully somebody will like our product and service, so we can then build a relationship with them. And that's always backwards to me. It's always you know let, let's build a relationship, and then oh by the way, have I told you about my album? Yeah, no, exactly. And you know this is uh, you know this is stealing some some ideas from Seth Godin. And who famously has said, you know, build your tribe first and then sell to them. And that's just the power of, of social media or using whatever tools necessary to create an audience that's actually in tune with what you're doing, listening to what you're doing. So that way, when you actually do have something to sell, they're listening. Because yeah. if all I did for the last six years was talk about the same five bands over and over and over again, no one would be listening <laughs> to me and you wouldn't be talking to me right now because you'd already know what I was going to say. And that would be, oh, this band is great. You should buy their album. <laughs> so now when I actually do have something that I want to promote, mm-hmm. um, it's seen as much more authentic and real um, because I'm not taking advantage of the of the people that are paying attention to what I'm saying. And I think that's something that bands really need to learn as well, is you need to stop talking, uh, no, not, not necessarily stop talking about yourself, but stop promoting yourself. It's ugly. It really is. It's Self-promotion is just, it's not why we use social media. We use social media to be social. And most bands have completely forgotten that aspect of it. They think that, social media is an advertising platform right but it isn't it's yeah. a social platform it's not an advertising platform and if you are using exclusively as an advertising platform it's not going to work because people don't pay attention to it i always hate this because i can never say this word but you have to rely on the law of reciprocity i believe i said mm-hmm. that right which is yeah. hey when you do something nice for people they are more inclined to do something nice for you. Like, hey, now that you've been my buddy and, and done all this stuff for me and you've given me great content, maybe now I'll actually go buy your album because you've probably – I always love the behind-the-scenes stuff. When somebody – it isn't so much promotion. It's like, wow, here's a, a quick demo of what we did today or here's the drum track. You give me the behind-the-scenes stuff that I can't see. It's not really so much buy my stuff as – Hey, we were really excited about this or, or that. I always love behind the scenes stuff. Totally, man. And you know, I actually—it's funny you you talk about uh, reciprocity because I actually brought that up in a blog that I posted on the weekend, ah. um, titled "Motivation and Inspiration: How Do You Keep Your Tank Full?" If you if you're interested in reading that, go to thornybleeder.com. And actually, one of the lines in that blog post is. I want you to realize that everything is reciprocal. It's the amplification of good energy from your peers that fuels your fire for yet another day. So well, what I mean by that is the more that you put the more that I put out there, the more I get back. And the more that I get back, the more that it spurs me on to keep on wanting to put good shit out there. And in terms of music, it can be the same way. 
you can easily the more you put out there and the more people connect with it the more they're going to talk about it the more your fan base is going to naturally grow which is what you don't which is what you want you want it to grow naturally and that's how that's how you can build that really powerful tribe and community now how do you since we're kind of talking about constant improvement that's one of my little when I uh, I used to teach uh, sales back in the day, and uh, that was we had these big giant signs everywhere. It was constant improvement. How do you keep sharp? How do you? What do you look to to uh, find the latest news and and kind of keep yourself moving in that direction? Well, I I would have to uh, you know I'll pat myself on the back with the daily newsletter that I do every day. I, I compile the DIY daily. And it uh, every morning I look at three hundred blogs every Ooh. single morning. Oh now God. I don't read them all, but I scan them all. I've got them all plugged into an RSS feed, and I scan every single one to find the best cream of the crop news from a, a, a variety of different disciplines, from um, digital music news to tech news to social media to marketing to branding to personal motivation. So essentially, those six topics. Um, are represented with 300 blogs in my RSS feed, and I scan them all, and I pull out the the 20 to 25 key best blogs every day, and then I send that out to um, to my readers, and they love it. I mean, if even if my newsletter is an hour late, I get emails going, "Where's my Where's my newsletter for today? <laughs> I need it to have my coffee." Um, so, you know, one of the taglines I have for that is, uh, you know, the DIY daily, searching the web so you don't have to. Very cool. That's essentially, that's exactly why I started is because I realized that I am in a lucky position being that I work from home and I don't have that same schedule. I don't have to commute the way uh, most other people do in their daily lives. So, and so most people don't have the ability to spend the amount of time in front of a blog um, the way I do. And so a lot of the stuff that I consume, I know that most people can't consume. So I'm improving myself each and every day by reading this great content, and I just wanted to share it with people. So um, that's that's how I'm keeping myself on the toes on my toes is because I I read every single morning, not only just the blogs, but you know I also read a lot of marketing books and a lot of um, you know sales psychology and behavioral kind of stuff as well. Now, what are you using for uh, an RSS reader? Just Google Reader or? Something yeah, else. I just use Google Reader, um, and then uh, because that's uh, quick and dirty um, for me to with when I'm when I have that many blogs, I really it is just all about the data. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then uh, you know at, at night when I step away from the computer and I pick up my iPad, <laughs> you know I'll, that's when I uh, revert to something like um, uh, Flipboard um, for more of a, a magazine style interface. So there's also another great one called Mister Reader. Um, for the iPad, which I use as well. But to compile the newsletter every morning, it's strictly just a uh, Google reader because, um, you know, it's, it's just there wherever, whichever browser I use or no matter where I go, there it is. And since you mentioned reading books, any top books that if some musician walks up and goes, okay, what's your, you know, where should I start in terms of reading books? I'm a musician. I, I, I'm in a band. I want to go to the next level. What book would you say start here? Well, I think people should start reading out of their I think most musicians have already probably they've already probably read as much as they need to on music. <laughs> Not mm. saying that, you know, because they're going to keep reading about music for the rest of their lives anyway. I would love people to start expanding their horizons 
to further their careers in areas where they need the help the most, which is marketing. Yep. So I would strongly urge people to read books such as Trust Agents by Chris Brogan and Julian Smith. Fantastic book. Crush It, actually, by Gary Vaynerchuk. That book probably changed my life. Yes. Uh, literally, literally get, changed my life. Get the audiobook of that one. I think – oh, I haven't got that yet. Uh, he, goes, he goes almost off script as much as he stays on script. Okay, he's, like, yeah. he's like, I know this isn't in the book, but whatever. I got to say this. He just goes off all the time. It's hilarious. That's brilliant. And it's really, I think, you know, maybe I didn't realize it at the time, but I think Wine Library TV, which is uh, what Gary is, uh, that's where he found his fame, uh, which was a daily video blog about wine. In the back of my head, without me even realizing it, I'm sure that that is the genesis of where my DIY daily came from because I really wanted to do something that was above and beyond what anybody else was doing in terms of I wanted to have some wow factor and I knew that I couldn't wow them with production quality <laughs> so I had to wow them with uh, I, I needed to somehow stand out from the crowd so it was like okay well who else is doing a daily podcast <laughs> and you know, that came from, I mean, and that's where a lot of the wow came from Gary, not only his personality and his ideas on tapping into social media and everything else, but the fact that he had this daily thing every single day that w w he reached into the hundreds of episodes. That was, that had a lot of wow factor. And that really, just that one fact alone really helped get him noticed. So I kind of lifted that and uh, morphed it into what I'm doing with the DIY daily. There you go. Um, so yeah, so crush it. What uh, trust agents crush it? Uh, anything by Seth Godin. Oh, uh, marketing lessons from the Grateful Dead is a fantastic book as well. Like I said, brand like a rock star from Steve Jones. That's that. That's a good list right there. Stephen Pressfield. You, you need to you need to read him. Um, that's a new the, name. Called the War of Art. Oh, okay, yeah. Must read. Must read. Awesome. Now, I also know that obviously you do freelance, so let's talk a, a little bit about who who is your typical client and maybe who, who shouldn't be your typical client. Well, I, I, you know, it's, um, I, I talk to anybody and everybody about anything, uh, okay. whether, whether you be uh, um, a 45-year-old woman who just is about to open up her own cupcake delivery business or whether you're an actress in Guadalajara, Mexico or a DJ in Greece or a uh, uh, a burlesque dancer in Vancouver, you name it. And I, yeah, I do kind of focus on musicians. That is what I know best. But people also like to tap into my skills as just a, a social media guy and branding guy as well. And I think people just, you know, they, they like they like my approach and, and how I'm doing things in a very non-corporate way. And I really want people to be unique and be themselves and not put on a false exterior, you know, I really, if, if you have a potty mouth, then yeah, be like Gary Vaynerchuk and, um, and rock that potty mouth, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I do hourly consultations via Skype. You know, I also have monthly sessions that I do and it's, it, it's, you know, it, I don't really have a typical client. Um, although, you know, I would say the majority are independent artists, but uh, it doesn't stop there. I've done, um, I've done, corporations as well i've i've sat down to businesses and with board
boardrooms and, and done stuff. And, you know, hopefully I can um, do more of that because that was uh, exciting for me as well, taking, um, taking things to a different level in that regard. Very cool. If people want to get in contact with you, the different places, I, I know I'm definitely, I, like I said, I've listened to a few of your daily shows and uh, I'm going to definitely get that into my phone so I can start listening to those because I, I know the, the few that I listen to, it, it's like I said, I, I love anything that makes me think. There's a an author, uh, I just met him at Blog World, his name is uh, Jim Kukrell and he ah, writes, yes. He writes some books that are they're always quick and to the, they're like one topic and he goes deep and but they always leave me thinking and it turns out he's from Cleveland he's literally like right down the street from me oh and, cool and so I got that same kind of vibe from your podcast I was like wow that's a I never thought of it that way or hey that's it's a great concept it makes me uh, oh that sounds weird I was gonna say it makes me all tingly but uh, that's uh, it, it gets me my creative juices going and I'm like oh you know what that's really cool. And I bet if I twist it just a little bit and fit it into my life, I could do that over here. So that's why I really like the podcast. Cool. That's great to hear, man. Um, yeah, I, I really want to, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to do things in, in a unique way and fra- especially in that in the personal um, improvement sense. It's it's something that I I have seen so many amazing, brilliant, brilliant bands absolutely fail. And it's mm. it. it, it it crushes me it, whether I've known them personally or I've watched them and studied them from afar. It's almost always preventable. And it, it, it kills me when I see someone not achieving their dreams or not, um, you know, if someone just decides, okay, this isn't for me anymore. That's fine. But when you actually see them, it's like, no, they gave up. Like they gave up because of these things, which were very preventable. And if they would have approached their music and their career and, and their, and their business of music a little differently, um, they could have had a completely different outcome. Anyway, sorry, your question was, where can people find me? You can find me at thornybleeder.com. You can find me at thediydaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at thornybleeder and on facebook.com slash the Brian Thompson. Awesome. Their their music f- business may have failed them, but they had top score on on that video game, though, man. Exactly, <laughs> that's my point. Put down the fucking Xbox <laughs> and pick up Twitter. There you go. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, come chat for a while. Hey, thanks, David. Appreciate it. So there you have it. And again, you can find Brian. If you go to thediydaily.com, you can find him there. You can find him at thornybleeder.com, uh, Music Biz Weekly. If you just Google that, it's at uh, Music Biz, and Biz is B-I-Z, Weekly, uh, podcast.com. I've got links to these all out at the show notes. I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in. I want to remind you that you can still take our class, Build Your Band's website, for a buck. Use the coupon code LISTENER in the number one. Uh, that's as in the number one, not O-N-E, and no spaces. And you can actually take that class for a buck, for a limited time. We have only have so many coupons available, and uh, people have been snatching those up. So go out to the website. And, of course, while you're there, you can pick up my book, get your band out of the basement, and keep them out of the asylum. It's available as an ebook and an audiobook. So you can actually slap that on your uh, iPad, your iPod, your Android phone, whatever you want on. It's an MP3 format. You can listen to it as well as if you want to read it. That's all available out there at marketingmusician.com. Let me remind you that for those who have money, there is therapy. For the rest of us, 
there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. Woo! Woo!